Welcome back to the Your Edge podcast. I'm Mark Butler, a global partner manager here at Zebra, and today I am talking with Joe Kudo, who is the executive vice president of AMR and 3PL at Kerber Supply Chain. Though Joe currently steers many different supply chain functions at an executive level, he spent much of his career on the front lines as a WMS logistics expert, sales consultant, and deployment expert. That's why I'm so excited to get his take on what challenges are pervasive in warehousing, which may be sensationalized a bit in the media, and which are underrated and need more urgent attention by warehouse operators. Spoiler alert, this podcast talking about warehouse trends is the first in a series of podcasts that we'll be releasing over the next few months with Carver. These future podcasts with Kerber experts will be focused on various warehouse concepts, thinking of things like voice picking, 3PL, DSD, and more. Joe, thanks so much for being here. Mark, thank you for having me. And I'm super pleased that I'm the first one to kick off the series with you. So I'm looking forward to today. And, and also, uh, I'm excited about the fact that this is a series that uh, will have many members of both Zebra and Curver uh, participate and share some good information to uh, the listeners. Let's start by talking a bit about what you think is the biggest thorn in warehouse operations today. You know, we constantly hear about labor shortages, inventory shortages, bottlenecks and shipping lanes, lost inventory, lost orders, lost customers, and so on. And I'm sure these issues, which predated the pandemic, all remain pervasive. But is there something in particular may feel impossible to solve for right now, or perhaps a problem you feel is the best kept secret from the public? Well, Mark, that's a, that's a broad spectrum that you've covered. Uh, in terms of what are the challenges or best kept secrets, uh, maybe it's best that I just put it into sort of three categories. Uh, first is there's a, uh, a massive body of work to get done. Uh, secondly would be there's uh, a lot of optimization and the journey of digitizing the business, and then lastly, improving the resilience of the business. And, and let me do a little deep dive on, on each of those categories. So in terms of massive body of work, it deals with getting the house in order, if you will. Uh, many companies have technical debt. That is, I'll call that the secret that nobody really uh, knows about. Uh, with aging solutions, they also need to address uh, any legislation that is coming on. Or, or companies who are public have made acquisitions of private companies need to get the acquired business to be SOX compliant. Or also due to acquisitions, uh, organizations need to streamline their supply chain network. Uh, COVID forced many companies to invest uh, in terms of responding to e-commerce and the surge and, and demand increase in e-commerce. But e-commerce now is flat or even down in some regions. Uh, and we're seeing the capacity uh, in place that is not being fully utilized. So now they have to rethink how they're uh, gonna organize their distribution. Um, recently, we did a survey uh, and surprisingly, there are still many uh, manual operations. Our survey shows that 33% of the respondents, and I should point out the survey was, went out to uh, a few hundred of our customers. Uh, and 33% of the respondents still have manual receiving and storage, uh, which frankly, we were very surprised that this it was this high. Uh, many organizations are running a variety of solutions, whether it's WMS or TMS or, uh, or OMS for that matter, which has complexity and cost uh, in terms of uh, security and so on. Um, new legislation and other challenges then pile on to the overall business challenges. So, 
that that really covers sort of that sort of massive body of work. Then we move on to optimizing and digitization, uh, which focuses exactly on that. Organizations are looking to increase their throughput with less resilience on the use of human labor and also concurrently increasing productivity of the existing warehouse team members they have, while also ensuring that they have a safe and dependable uh, platform that runs on the cloud. Cloud, voice, robotics, gamification, uh, and leveraging the something like uh, the uh, Zebra that I'm mentioning uh, on the mobile devices. Um, and this is really the ability to attain cube dimensions on a mobile device for those not familiar with what the dimensioning is, are just a few examples of digitizing the business. Improving the resilience of the business uh, to better withstand uh, any disruptions. Uh, in the last three years, if, if we take a moment and pause of what's happened in the last three years, we've had COVID, we've had a semiconductor crisis, we've had the Suez Canal blockage, and an invasion of the Ukraine. So resilience can include strengthening the supply chain risk management and transparency, improving financial and operational capacity to respond and recover and minimize exposure to shocks. So the three things that you spoke about were the massive body of work that needs to get done, improving the resilience of the business, and then while you were talking about optimizing and the journey of digitization of the business, uh, you called out zebra dimensioning. Um, and I'll, I'll just add a little bit more to that. It's, it's actually an industry first uh, technology that we bring into market that basically with the pull of a trigger, a worker can now capture the package dimensions or dimensions of the object. Uh, in the past, workers would have to do that manually, which inserts you know, uh, time into the processes, reduces the productivity, and quite honestly, also invites errors. Uh, the zebra dimensioning solution has also been certified by weights and measures regulators uh, for those that need that. But, uh, uh, moving on, uh, I was looking back at Zebra's last. Uh, by couple. the way, oh yeah, I will interrupt you and just add a little plug here for you. You know, the the competing solution to that is a measuring tape, or <laughs> or or a Cubiscan, uh, a tabletop Cubiscan that somebody has to walk to put it through a Cubiscan uh, and get the dimensions that way. So clearly there's a huge advantage with this technology and we're pretty excited about it. Well, I was gonna say, I think we're excited about it too. And, and maybe that could be one of the future podcasts. We haven't talked about that yet, but maybe, yeah, that, becomes, maybe that becomes one, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but I was you look back at the last couple uh, warehouse vision studies that Zebra conducts every few years. And it's interesting to see that these common threads that carry over time. And again, it feels like a list of priorities is growing for many and that the challenges, the list of challenges aren't changing. We have so much technology available today that engineers and others claim that can solve these problems. The tools exist to get the job done. So why do you think these issues related to labor capacity, efficiency, accuracy, and the like persist? Well, uh, maybe break this down a little bit. First, the labor issue is something that's been building uh, up well before the pandemic and will continue to be a challenge, although in some regions it's not as acute as others. Uh, the pandemic simply accelerated the problem due to many uh, people retiring early. Um, the, they put pressure on them and they just felt, you know what, this is too much, I'm just gonna retire early. Or people who would normally work past 65 opted not to, again, due to the pressure of the pandemic. 
there was migration uh, issues due to lockdown where people would normally migrate to countries to perform work and didn't migrate. Uh, for several years now, there's been uh, less births per average household than in most countries. Um, similar to my previous point, the to-do list is so long that it feels like companies are not moving forward, but they are, albeit slowly. Uh, there's a lot of investment being made behind the scenes that does not reflect on the service, uh, such as, and some of the points on the, the pool of body work that I talked about, that would be things like uh, security, GDPR compliance, SOC compliance, um, migrating to the cloud, migrating to a common platform because they have different solutions and sort of streamlining their uh, uh, backend uh, solutions. So once once these foundations are stable and completed, then organizations can focus on operational efficiencies. Well, by now, I'm sure our listeners have gathered that you really know your stuff. Um, I know you co-founded an industrial grade 3PL software company at the age of 28. And I remember, I remember reading somewhere that you learned early that both wins and losses breed growth and success in business. Is that why you've always been so comfortable on the cutting edge? I know that you and Corver are always among the first trying to try something new that others may feel is risky. So Mark, my entry into the WS market uh, was in 1988, um, and I decided to focus on the vertical of uh, 3PL and specifically in 3PL in the cold chain. And, and the reason for this decision uh, to focus in this vertical was due to its complexity. Uh, managing the cold chain has a far greater level of complexity versus ambient-based products uh, in terms of maintaining the cold chain of goods and so on and so forth. Also, the equipment that's available, whether it's material handling equipment or mobility equipment, uh, it's, it's not the same as what's available for Ambient. Uh, and that's still the case today. Not all forklifts or robots can operate in a freezer at minus 20. Uh, it took some time for voice and scanners to work uh, in minus 20 due to condensation issues. But I never saw this as a risky path. Um, uh, if you know a market, you know it well, and you commit yourself to overcoming the challenges, then it can be rewarding for the business and, and for our customers as well. Uh, sometimes the complexity did create challenges and failures, uh, but we really, uh, it's all about failing fast and moving on. Um, at Kerber, we were early adopters of AMR. Uh, we've been uh, delivering AMR solutions for four years now around the globe. Um, and we're being rewarded for our leadership as organizations turn to us for our leadership and expertise in, in this field. Uh, and we've now delivered uh, solutions in 12 countries. Well, as you just alluded, Kerber was an early advocate of AMRs, even though so many people may have been fearful of them or the impact they would have on other people. What helped you and your team uh, see the value in these robots so quickly as actually human helpers? Well, there, there were several things occurring more or less at the same time that made it a good business sense. Uh, the cost of uh, robots was reasonable and, and in some cases uh, more cost effective year over year or the capability of the bots were increasing at sort of the same cost. Uh, a large variety of AMR solutions available in the marketplace to address different challenges. Um, and the speed of evolution and maturity of this technology has just been phenomenal, really from the onset and still today. Uh, you know, four years in, we are really impressed with the new technology that uh, continues to evolve. 
So when compared to fixed automation, you know, you look at the portability, flexibility, and the ability to scale concurrent, uh, concurrent with growth, um, and with fast deployment times, it just made uh, great business sense. Well, switching gears a bit, um, you've been a big advocate of zone picking for several years now, yet it hasn't become standard practice yet in warehouses and DCs, despite the proven benefits to workers and consumers. Why do you think the uptick has been so slow, or is it a matter of a technology lag? Well, I, I believe the answer actually is quite uh, simple. Um, you know, most organizations have larger challenges to focus on, and zone picking optimization has sat in the back burner, if you will. Uh, it's a shame, but uh, this is not always the largest pain point for organizations, and companies tackle the larger pain points first. Although I will say 3PLs have been the early adopters of zone picking, so good on them for leading the charge. Uh, yes. In multiple surveys, warehouse operators have said that their top challenge and priority right now is customer satisfaction. The dynamics of variable demand, expectations, and fulfillment capabilities can make it hard to achieve a steady state of inventory and order completion. There are any number of reasons why you can get a thousand orders out the door in one day and only a hundred the next day. And achieving 100% order accuracy is a whole other beast. So I'm curious, what changes you believe would make fulfillment so easy and flawless that the customer satisfaction would no longer need to be a goal or a concern? Or other than maybe incorporating a new WMS and integrating AMR and voice-directed technology into the mix, of course. Well, I, I think my answer is gonna surprise you. Uh, but first, I, I believe any successful operation needs great leadership. Uh, great leadership can operate a poorly designed warehouse with mediocre technology uh, in place and do it well. Uh, perhaps not cost effectively uh, for the reasons noted, but then uh, they can put processes and people in place working to meet accuracy and volumes. Of course, there's a limit to what they could do based on the size or, or space constraints. Uh, it's difficult to find truly talented and capable warehouse operations leaders. Uh, so to, I guess, address your question, I, I don't think there's a simple as doing one thing. Like a new WMS or some robotics, organizations need to have a technology that is flexible, scalable, whether it's software automation or mobility and can adapt to business trends. Along those same lines, referring to your comments about finding good warehouse leaders, uh, you've been on the front lines of warehouses in the thick of peak seasons, pandemics, and other situations where demand is high and both stock and energy levels are low. What have you learned about adversity that's helped you mitigate the disruptive nature of such events for your customers? Well, I'm gonna go back to, uh, it's about people. Uh, great people and leaders face adversity head on uh, with speed. Uh, when the skies darken and the thunder rolls, buffaloes instinctively run into the storm instead of with it. Uh, they will end up uh, spending a shorter duration of time in the storm with less risk of peril. So when the pandemic first showed up, our first reaction was to protect our colleagues and provide them with assurances that we are committed to not cutting back on the size of our team. Uh, we felt that we needed to get through the unknown of the pandemic and that we would be stronger coming through it and would prepare us to better support our customers uh, through and post pandemic. Uh, robotics and voice solutions played a hugely important role during the pandemic, and we were successful due to protecting our colleagues with their jobs. 
Continuing on, uh, there are several different ways to improve productivity, efficiency, and sustainability in warehouse environments, but are there some that you found work better than others? Well, uh, another, another piece of data that will perhaps surprise you and, and some of the listeners is there's 74 billion euros lost every year to do, due to disengaged workers doing manual work. Uh, so there's still a lot of manual work out there, and, and there are a lot of people that just aren't really into the job, if you will. There's several ways to improve employee engagement. Uh, voice technology has been around for some time, but it still adds, and it still adds tremendous value. And adding gamification uh, to it can improve employee engagement. Robots are another technology that warehouse staff like to interact with. A pick assist or a goods to person AMR can reduce the walking distance of the average warehouse worker by almost 50%. And they love the engagement with the robots. Uh, we're leveraging gamification to complement existing technologies to add additional interaction, and in some cases, a reward system. The reward system could be a way of acknowledging uh, to you know, warehouse workers, you know, uh, offering some achievement medal or monetary reward or s some sort of recognition for their great work. Uh, lastly, uh, Zebra's had a great solution for attaining product cube information for warehousing or transportation, as we talked about earlier, uh, using the dimensioning capability on the mobile devices. That's another way of having employees a bit more engaged. Imagine using cool technology to get the dimensions versus pulling out a measuring tape and measuring the dimensions of a box. These are all great solutions that could really improve productivity. Uh, and and voice is mature, is proven, it's been around for over 15 years. And uh, in the past few years, it's it's been available on Android devices, making it a much more cost-effective solution to attain improved worker safety and accuracy. That's a good call out on Zebra Dimensioning again, uh, and specifically also voice. Uh, some of our listeners may not be aware that Kerber recently submitted the Kerber One voice platform to be officially tested and validated by Zebra with our Android devices. The Zebra solution validation provides our joint customers with the assurance that Zebra Android handhelds work with your software. Uh, Joe, this has been an absolutely awesome and insightful discussion, but before I let you go, I got one other question. Uh, what are one or two other actions you're at advising your customers to take right now, this year? What can they not afford to delay anymore? Or is there a no excuse, let's get this done project that should be started this year to ensure warehouse operations could sustain and ideally grow as the market demand grows? Or maybe is there something they can do to better accommodate the increasingly fragmented customer preferences for how, when, and where fulfillment should occur? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it down to three points again. Uh, number one is cloud, get on the cloud. Uh, for those not already on the cloud, you really need to have the safest and dependable platform for your business. Robots, if you're not already using robots or seriously looking at robots, you're already behind. And I highly recommend organizations learn more about this technology uh, to see how it can help their business. And then lastly, it's really about having a business resilience plan. If not, if not already done so, I would start to think about developing a uh, resilience plan to protect uh, the business. Joe, thanks again. Like I said, uh, this has been an absolutely amazing discussion. I hope our listeners learned a lot and will keep their eyes peeled for the follow-up podcasts that we'll be having with Kerber subject matter experts 
uh, on many warehouse technologies mentioned during this recording. Uh, this podcast is the first of a series with future topics to dive deeper into voice, 3PL, DSD, and maybe zebra dimensioning like you mentioned. Uh, but Joe, thanks so much again. Well, thanks for having me. It was uh, fun to have this discussion and kicking off the series.